0: Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Dimino. On this episode we talk with author, founder and CEO of the What If Up Club, Mindy Hart. She oversees a nonprofit organization on a mission to spread hope, build connection and inspire positive change. She is the author of the internationally acclaimed book, What If It All Goes Right, creating a new world of peace, prosperity and possibility. She has spoken to audiences around the world about the power of positive thinking and works with individuals and organizations to bring good ideas to life with over twenty years of experience as a keynote presenter workshop leader and mastermind facilitator mindy is known for her fun energizing personality that leaves audiences feeling uplifted empowered and eager to leap into action enjoy this interview thank you
1: for taking a minute out and i want to begin our conversation and journey into that by asking you how did you get through the last three and a half years how did you survive COVID, and how did it change you
2: okay that is a big question yeah Uh Yeah, that's a big question. Uh, How did we get through COVID and how did it change us? And I say us because, you know, it's like the thing about COVID is it's here's your family. And and this is like we're going through this together. And for me, when COVID hit, we were living in Colorado um, and I'm originally from Texas. My husband's originally from New York. Uh, So we were a very long way from any, you know, siblings, parents. Nieces, nephews, everybody was far away. We didn't have that family support so that we could like have that tight group. It was us. It was our little family. And uh, so in terms of business, it was like a total pivot. Like, okay, here I am, professional speaker. I do workshops. I'm in front of people. I bring people together. I, I was about to launch a program. Like, let me train you how to bring people into your home and <laughs> connect with them. And suddenly it's like, All of that. I just remember that 72 hours where every booking I had for the year fell off the calendar. Yeah. Off a cliff. Yeah. Um, And my work is around get creative. Yeah. What's the bright side? You know, like, what if something, what if this is great news? What if this puts, you know, what if I leverage this? What if there's opportunity here? So really getting to practice the mindset of it. And at the same time, it's a big change. It's a big yeah. change. Yeah. So for us, uh, you know, it was a time to rethink the work that we do and how we do it. So in some ways, it gave us more opportunities because we were thinking, like, okay, now we can reach anybody. Now we got the internet. We got Zoom. I already knew the technology, so that you know, I'm going to use my strengths, and that's great. Uh, but the the big challenge, I think, was loneliness, um, isolation. And not being near, um, you know, we had friends nearby, but it's different than having family and, and yeah. that level of support. So we ended up at the end of COVID, uh, we moved to northern New York to be closer to my husband's side of the family. And that was a, a big move too. So everything from the remote schooling, we had you know, we had teenager went through middle school, you know, in her in her room, okay. <laughs> which is Weird, yeah, um, and challenging. And uh, we got to a new town, and it was new. High school is new. Everybody's new. We don't know anybody. So it's it's been a challenging three years. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But the great thing about challenge is that it causes us to get creative, and it causes us to think different. And so we, you know, I think we come out stronger for it. We're in a new community. We're plugged in now. Um. We've we've got a different business model, but we also have all that we've done before that we can now kind of start going back to blending those together.
1: Uh, So so let's get into that business model. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders. It's career day.
2: Oh, Um, yay.
1: (laughs) And one of the kids is curious and says, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer them?
2: I am a speaker and an author, and I help uh, to spread hope and build connection and inspire positive change.
1: So when you were in that seat, what did you want to be when you were in the third grade?
2: I wanted to own a pet store. (laughs) I wanted to be a small business owner. I wanted to have my own little pet store and play with dogs and puppies all day long.
1: (laughs) Okay. So you're originally from Texas? I am. Okay. So let's go back to your childhood. And how did these seeds grow into you becoming who you are today? I mean, you obviously, you're more in the business of helping people than anything else. How did that happen?
2: Yeah. So I I always had sort of an entrepreneurial spirit. So I never quite fit into the traditional job mold that never kind of clicked with me. Um and I was a very introverted kid and I had a I had a speech impediment. I was awkward. I had big glasses. I had huge braces. I was not <laughs> the cool kid at all. Um, but I had a very rich inner life. And I remember I used to you know I used to get sick a lot. I stay home from school and my parents subscribed to Reader's Digest. I remember reading Reader's Digest cover to cover as a kid. <laughs> and seeing those motivational, inspirational quotes and reading oh, yeah. these inspirational stories. Mm-hmm. And I literally kept a journal of all of my favorite quotes, like from the time you know, I was in elementary school and I kept a quote journal of inspirational, motivational quotes. And so I think the seeds were there. Uh, this in, This entrepreneurial part of me, this part of me that really loved connecting with a positive message. Uh, And then as I got older and more confident, uh, and got some leadership skills, you know, it was the confidence to really get out there and say, okay, I, I can now share my voice to this, I can bring this to other people as well. But I really needed it. I was a really shy introverted kid. So I'm now the thing that I needed when I was younger.
1: Yeah. You know, it's amazing. I ran into Reader's Digest late in life, but it is, it's one of the very few bastions of like everything in there is positive. And when yeah. you think about the amount of media that we go across just in the grocery store, that's either false or negative. It's like to have something like that, that's still around, that's still vital. Yeah. Crazy. You know. Yeah.
2: It's a great magazine. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it is.
2: Now we do the vocabulary, you know, so all those things, Uh like as a writer and an author. Yeah. I'm I'm reading the vocabulary. I'm reading these snippets from these great Uh articles. So, yeah, it's
1: It's great. It is. So let me ask you something. Who's been kind of an inspiration or a hero for you in your life?
2: Oh, I have had many amazing mentors. I'm so grateful for the many mentors that I have. And most of them are people that, that nobody would know their name. Uh, or they're very well known in their circle um, because they are amazing leaders. So you know, I have my personal people. Um, I also one of my mentors is Joe Vitale, who many people know from The Secret. He's written lots of best-selling books, and he has been a supporter and an advocate and a friend for a very long time, uh, and an inspiration just through his writing and his teachings. So um, he's he's actually a member. He's the president of the board of my nonprofit organization oh. and. Uh, and just constantly a source of inspiration for me and support. Uh, but there are many, there are many. Yeah.
1: So speaking of that source of inspiration, if you can meet one person alive on the planet right now and spend some time with them, who would that be?
2: Oh, you ask such good questions. So good. <laughs> um, yeah. So one person on the planet, I would love to meet Michelle Obama. Yeah. I, I I just as an amazing Woman leader, mom, um, difference maker. I would love to have lunch with, with Michelle Obama. Yeah. There's many on that list. Yeah, uh, but that pops into my head.
1: She's number one on the list all the time. She's the number one answer. Her really? Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oprah's up there too. Oprah's up there too. Um but uh, there's something about her her leadership and her presence yeah. and and her uh, family ethic. Yeah. That, I, I really uh, would love to connect with her.
1: Absolutely. So um, you're you're dispensing good advice to people. What's the best advice that you've ever gotten?
2: Okay, so I had a mentor when I was first getting out there as a speaker and first learning how to do facilitation and speaking. And one of my mentors, I remember we were doing this in-depth training and we were walking from one part of the training to another, taking this walk outside. and And I asked him, I said, what is the secret? What do you think is the secret of success? And this is what he told me. It's probably one, some of the best advice I ever got. He said, do the thing that you love to eliminate the thing that you hate. Yeah. If you can do the thing that you love in a way that makes something that you hate disappear, you know, then that, that's a happy, productive, successful life. And for me, I love speaking. I love writing. I love communicating. I love storytelling. Um, if I could eliminate one thing on the planet, it would be loneliness and isolation because yeah. I struggled with that so much as a kid. And I struggled with that during COVID as well. Yeah. So if I could eliminate that from a planet so that no one ever had to feel alone, then uh, that's a life well lived.
1: Yeah, that's great advice. So what is your motivation every day to get up and to mm-hmm. do all of these things to help people and also evolve as a person? What is that yeah. motivation for you?
2: Yeah, there is something so powerful about being a witness to someone's journey into something more. So I love bringing hope to people. And and I say that not like the people that I serve are not usually, you know, severely depressed or, you know, on their last leg, although sometimes that does happen. Uh, But to find someone who has a dream that, they've wanted for a long time, but they didn't quite have the confidence or they had self-doubt and not quite sure if I can do it, not quite sure how to do it, to be able to work with people and offer ideas and possibilities. And also just to see someone as like, yes, I see in you a person that can do the things that you want to do. Sometimes it's just having someone nod and say, yes, you've got this, you've got this. I can see it. Here's some resources to help you get there. uh, That Spark of hope. When you see that spark of hope show up in someone's eyes, uh, and and see them get excited about something that they've wanted to do but maybe haven't quite believed they could do it, yeah, uh, that's that's enough to keep me going.
1: So, of all these people that you've helped give hope, what's your favorite success story?
2: Okay, okay, my favorite success story. And this is again a difficult question. But my favorite success story. I had a, a woman. Her name is Holly. Uh, we have an online community. So I was doing a lot of local workshops and events and small groups, but she was a part of our online community. So we hadn't met in person, uh, but she was using the tools and the processes that I teach. And we we do this what if game. So, you know, here's what I want. And then we like, what if up it? Like, what if it's easy? And what if it's fun? And what if you can? And so she was practicing that and she, and she wrote into our community and she said, I'm really struggling. We talk about non-attachment too, and how to not get attached to the things that you want. So she said, my mother's in the hospital and um, she went in for just like a routine procedure, but things went wrong. And so she was scared. She's like, I'm, I'm worried about my mom. I don't know that she's going to pull through this thing. And she said, I've been using the processes. I've been using the tools. I've been what if upping, you know, what if she's okay and it works out? And what if, you know, she feels great. And she's like, and every idea I came up with, like nothing feels better. Nothing feels better. So we, as a community, we got behind her. And we started sharing ideas, you know, like what if no matter what happens with your mom, this is a time that's really special for you. You know, What if no matter what happens, this is uh, a time you'll always remember? And what if you can be a source of strength and encouragement for your mom right now when she needs it the most, no matter what happens? And so she was like, oh, that feels better. That feels better. About a week later, she reached out to the community and she said she was sitting with her mother in the hospital her mom was feverish. She was shivering. She couldn't get more meds. She was wanting more meds. And they said, no, it's not time. You can't get your meds yet, painkillers yet. We've had too much. You know, we got to wait another hour or two. And she said her mom was really struggling. And in that moment, she had this thought in her mind, you know, what if I can be a source of strength and encouragement for my mom when she needs it the most? So that idea popped into her mind. And so she said she'd done something. She never had like a touchy-feely relationship with her mom, but that idea sparked in her, like, she's like, I know what it. it's like, mom, I know what to do. Trust me. She takes her mother by the hands and she says, breathe with me. Just breathe with me. She looks her in the eye and they just breathe like half an hour. They're just breathing together relaxing, breathe. And then she did something else. She said she's never done before. She led her mother in a visualization of what's going to happen when you get out of the hospital. So mom, when you get out of the hospital, we're going to have this big party and everybody's going to come together. And we're going to celebrate that you made it through. And she's leading her in this visualization. And then the doctor comes in and says, okay, now you can have your pain meds. And her mother says, I'm good. I don't, I don't need it anymore. Uh And she had a total turnaround And about two days later, she brought her daughter in. She said, I want to talk to you. She said, I don't know how you knew to do what you did, but she said, I absolutely believe that it saved my life. Like You being there in that moment and what you did was a turnaround point. So those kinds of stories, like mm, that's what puts me up in the morning.
1: Absolutely. So let me ask you this. If you have a dream tonight, you run into the 18-year-old version of you. And you could give that young version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained in your life up to this point. What advice would you impart on that young version?
2: I would say uh, take every personal development and leadership class you can take (laughs) because give yourself the skills to do things that your heart is calling you to do uh, and trust that you can do it. So surround yourself with great mentors, surround yourself with great coaches, um, learn the skill set of leadership. And do that thing that you dream to do because it is totally doable.
1: So, of all of the things that you've dreamed and done and accomplished and evolved into, what are you the proudest of?
2: Mm, I'm proudest of being a great mom. <laughs> you know, like all the things that I've learned that have helped me, you know, with an audience, helped me with communications, helped me with leadership. All of those things, what I'm most proud of is that I'm able to use those things that I've learned professionally to have a happy family and yeah. to have you know, a, a kid who's who loves life and has dreams and hopes and challenges that she's resilient enough to overcome.
1: So everyone has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you
2: are? Who do I think I am? I think I am a uh, inspirational change maker. I am a visionary leader and I am a, (laughs) we say in our community, I am a what if upper. So I know that I am a person that you can bring me any, any challenge, any obstacle, and I can, I can find possibilities for, okay, it could look like this, or it could look like this, or it could look like this, but there is a way through it. There is a way through it. I don't always see it immediately, but I know that it's there yeah. and I can find the resources to get through those obstacles. So. Uh,
1: so this is the we were kind of talking about this earlier on and we'll, we'll leave on a high note here. If you could get into a time machine and go back in time and mm-hmm. see one event in human history, it can be sport or it can be anything. Where are you, mm-hmm. going, What would you love to see with your own eyes?
2: Oh, but I love to see with my own eyes. Okay. And this, is, I mean, I'm I'm really on a family spin today, but yeah, good. I think it would be really cool to to be at my own birth. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I would love to be in the energy. I just remember what it was like when my daughter was born. Yeah. And I think there's something about recognizing how precious every life is. Mm-hmm. And especially when you know, to to have it be your own life, to be able to yep. see the joy and the love that is present and i know it's not that way for everybody but it was that way for me and to be able to 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 be in that energy i think would be a really special thing to to be grounded in it's yeah. like an experience to have that kind of experience
1: those are those are the best answers to me you know when you can kind of go back and be transported into your history and see that yeah. that's that's great so if anyone wants to reach out to you learn more about you get involved what's the best way to do that
2: yeah so my book is called what if it all goes right uh it's on amazon kindle audible you can get it anywhere um you can go to whatifup.org and join our community we do a book club um we have a fabulous uh community where you can come together share what you're working on and we share possibilities and um positive insights and resources to help you get from where you are to where you want to go so uh what if up. yeah
0: that's excellent mindy thank you so much for your story thank you for your time i love the energy best of luck have a great 2024
2: well thank you same to you joe thanks for inviting me out
0: thanks for tuning into another famous interview with joe domino where we cover the world of art literature business spirituality music and more from around the globe our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great ee pointer of kansas city's river cow orchestra if you want to hear more interviews visit the famous interviews with joe domino channel on youtube you can also find us on spotify and apple podcasts thanks again for listening and until next time